Welcome to the Let's Talk Data podcast series. My name is Nathaniel Martinez, and I'm happy to introduce to you our topic for today. If you haven't done so yet, please subscribe or follow our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. This episode, we are joined by Thomas Redman, Maria Villar, and Ginger Gatling as they discuss Thomas's latest article, What Boards and Senior Executives Need to Know and Do About Data. Enjoy an excellent discussion on taking actions to create a data-driven culture and maximize value from data across the company. Be sure to check out the links in the show notes to learn more. Hello, everyone, and welcome to our next edition of our Let's Talk Data podcast series, a podcast series that talks about all things data. The title for this episode, we're really very excited about it. We're also excited about the guest speakers that we have today. It's what the board needs to know about data. So this podcast is really about the foundation for what board members, especially those that are non-native native native companies, so they can address the more important opportunities and risk and probe deeply into everything that they need for the responsibility to fulfill their responsibilities around data. So to have this type of a very deep conversation on something that some people don't like to talk about data, they're not comfortable with it, especially at the board level. We really had to bring in the right experts. And we are very, very fortunate today to have with us Dr. Thomas Redman. He's the data doc. He's president of Data Quality Solutions. So he told me I can call him Tom today. So Tom, welcome. And where are you located today, Tom? Thank you very much, Ginger. And uh, thanks for having me. I'm on the Jersey Shore. Ah, the Jersey Shore. Okay, I'm not there. I'm Ginger. I'm in Texas. I'm your host for the day. And our other speaker is, everyone knows her around SAP. She's our data queen, our data guru, Maria Villar. She's enterprise data management and data strategy at Innovator SAP. If you've been on any data discussion, you have heard Maria. We'll put her master class in the show notes. So Maria, welcome. And where are you today, Maria? Thank you, Ginger, for all the kind words. Uh, I'm actually in not so sunny Florida. Uh, we are in the process of getting a major rain event from our first tropical storm of the season. Oh, my goodness. So be glad you're not in Florida today. That's what I would exactly. say. Exactly. <laughs> all right. So what we want to do is recently, Tom, you wrote an article for us. I'm looking at it now. We will have this in the show notes. And if you haven't been to Tom's website, which we'll also have in the show notes, he has, he is very well published. He's an expert in the field. He wrote an article for us called What Boards and Senior Executives Need to Know and Do About Data. So, Tom, I know you recently wrote this article for us. So, just tell us why are we talking to the board level now? Why now? Uh, tell us a little bit about the history of this and, 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 and really just a little synopsis for people who are going to read it about what we're discussing here. Yeah, well, thank you very much for that question. Um, so, look, this question about boards and, and needing to get involved in data, this has been an important topic for a long time. And uh, five or six years ago, uh, Micheline Casey and I sort of sat down and so we made a long list of things that, that the board members needed to know. It's a way, way too long. And um, and we, I kind of held it in my hip pocket for a long time. And and more recently, particularly during COVID and after COVID, the demands for better data, better decision-making, artificial intelligence, digital transformation, 
these have just grown and they've sustained themselves after COVID. I mean, there's a certain amount of hype associated with these things. But <clears throat> the bottom line is, is these tasks, predictive analytics, AI, digital transformation, they're extremely difficult. Uh, the failure rate is enormous. And, and uh, the principal reason for the high failure rate is just not taking care of the data. The data is just not good enough to support the things that companies want to do now. And boards and senior leaders need to know about this, um, else they waste a whole lot of time and effort on uh, initiatives that are just doomed for the dustbin. So the topic has been important for a long time, but especially so now, and especially so a few specific topics uh, around data. Yeah, and I, I see a quote. Maria, I want to see if you agree with this. Here's a quote from Tom's article. It says, bad data is still the norm, adding enormous time and cost to all the work. Maria, do you agree with that? And why? You guys have been doing this forever. Why is it still that case? Maria, what do you think? What are you seeing? Well, first of all, I, I almost always agree with Tom. Tom and I have been working together for many, many years. And, well, and my uh, goal is to get you to fight today then. So. <laughs> no, I'm teasing. Go ahead. Uh, but on this topic, I mean, so, this is this is a, cl a classic. There, there, so, there are many issues around data quality, which Tom talks about in his article. And it, it really is about going back to basics. If we start by going back to basics and solve the data quality problems, that organizations have, then then everything else will get a lot better. But I, what I also want to add that what I'm seeing as well that and why this topic is so pertinent was that I, I see over the last five years in particular that more and more chief data officers are starting to uh, be asked to present at their at, to their board. You know that didn't happen ten years ago. Uh, when I was a, a, a chief data officer, but the CDOs that I work with now, um, there are many of them that have gotten a chance to present to their board. And, and so it, it also uh, makes the point that it's a, a pertinent conversation to be had. And if you look at PwC just, uh, just issued a really interesting study last year where they looked at about a thousand different annual reports and the word data uh, was mentioned about, you know, two thirds of the time and it's been increasing. So stakeholders are, become, are becoming also more demanding about this topic. And so boards have to get educated. So I, I think Tom's uh, article is, is super timely. Yeah, so part of that, I guess, for it to be board relevant, it has to move beyond just being an IT topic, right? You have this section in here, Tom, called Don't Confuse Data with Information Technology. So tell us, how is data, I mean, how do we not confuse those two? Just tell us a little bit about that and how do we make it relative for the board? I, I think it's one of these things that if, 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 you know, most people don't think about it very much and, and, and upon not thinking about it, they subordinate data to their tech departments. After all, the data is in the computer. That's, you know, that's where it, it management responsibility belongs. But I ask people to think about a movie 
and and recognize that you know the making of a movie the actual content of the movie is different than the media by which you watch it so you know you can watch a you can you can watch a movie now uh, you can watch it on your tv set you can stream it on a device you can go you can go to a theater and uh, but but the actual movie itself i mean that's made by different kinds of people with different kinds of skills and um and obviously you know you need both to enjoy enjoy the movie but but the biggest mistake that 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 uh, companies have made is they they've tried you know they they've imagined that a bad movie shown in a really really good theater is somehow going to be better and um, and that's not been the case and and so I mean I, I you know this analogy almost everybody gets we imagine a movie and the means in which you watch it are different it just is the data asset is different than the technology asset that you use to store, manage, and process this stuff. Yeah, I really like that analogy. I think it's it's actually a perfect analogy. And this is this is where Tom and I also have had some pretty interesting discussions. I mean, no, neither Tom nor I will say technology isn't important in the world of data, right? I mean, data sit in a warehouse, and 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 you need data tools, and you need automation. Uh, so we're not saying that that data doesn't need technology. But we are also saying that that alone is not going to solve the data quality issue. Um, I mean, most of the the myths around data quality are that it's that it is an IT issue, and and we both know that while IT can play a role, the real issues are around people and process and training and culture and and all of those all of those variants uh, can't be solved with technology alone. I'm so glad you brought that up, Marie. I mean, I, sometimes I feel like people look at me like I'm a Luddite, right? By, you know, sort of stressing that we get, the, you know, we get the management of data out of technology. I love technology. And the the best thing about it is, is once you get the management right and, and you get the process right and the people right, as you're talking about, then the technology can really do remarkable things for us. Um, but right now, I mean, the, the technology, you know, the data is holding the technology back. You say yeah. the data is holding the technology back. Let's double click on that just uh, just a little bit, because I know that you have that uh, that y'all say we have to have quality data. We have to put our data to work. And of course, we have to have the people in place. We have to have the technology. And the last point we'll talk about a little bit, you have to have defense. So we protect that data. But how, let's talk a little bit. That's interesting. The data is holding the technology back. Well, I, I, I mean, I guess it's just it's just sort of an observation. And the 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 um, you know the technology we have wonderful technology. We have things we can do in the cloud that we could never do before. We're actually getting real traction with AI. I mean, predictive analytics is 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 really you know coming into its own. But if you feed bad data into a model, you get a bad result. Mm. And, and, and so you just can't take advantage of the technology. You can't take advantage of, of those technological capabilities when if you put in, you know, you put in bad inputs and you get a bad result. I mean, a bad result's a bad result. And, yeah. uh, and that's what I mean by, by the data is holding the technology back. 
Yeah, you had a you had another article I read this morning that was good about uh, data scientists, how you need regular people to work with data scientists. I, I don't remember how you phrased it. It was a Harvard article you had, and it was really good saying that, you know, the data scientists may not understand the business concept of the data or kind of what the real business point is. So you can definitely have bad data that goes in if you don't have the right people, you know, making sure it's clean and good and ready, right? To get And, you, and then you don't get the result. And then now you have bias in your ML algorithms, right? Because so look, I, I, re I really want to build on this. I'm glad you asked this, and it's an important point in the article that I, I wrote for you guys. But but we, we're spending an awful lot of time worrying about how we're going to organize our technology and who's going to be on our data teams and where we're going to put our data teams and so forth. When the first question we should be asking is, how are we going to get everybody involved? And, and the reason we need to get everybody involved, once you see that we need to do this, it's so obvious. But one reason we need to get everybody involved is it's not data scientists that put algorithms to work. It's not data scientists who figure out what the business problems are. It's not data scientists that are creating the data that's going into those algorithms. Those are regular people. And, and by the way, I mean, I use regular people my formal definition is that it's people without data in their title. My informal definition is it's, you know, people smart enough not to have data in their title. But this, this, is, a, this is an extremely important point, right? We cannot do anything significant at scale across a big team, department, division, or company without getting large numbers of people involved. And most of those are regular people. And, and boards in particular need to understand this. The first question boards should be asking when you know somebody's describing a data program are, who all needs to be involved? What are you doing to get them involved? What's the training program? How are they understanding their roles and responsibilities? And, um, and 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 the last really ought to be, are they enjoying it? Um, yeah, excellent. And, and Maria, I know you've worked with so many uh, customers, SAP and non-SAP customers, on this on, on on this topic. And how do you do, like Tom was talking about, getting everyone involved? I mean, how do you recommend that senior leaders do that? Getting the get, getting everything set up and getting the right people involved. Well, I, you know, I, I think you, you've got to start by uh, painting the picture, right? Educating everyone on, well, why is data important and what is the role that you have to play? And then, and then model that behavior all over the place, right? Your manager, your, your executives, they all have to model that behavior of being responsible for the data that they produce and that they use. So, you know, it kind of just starts one at a time. It, 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 it really requires almost organic growth. I also think that um, the role of the chief data officer, and that's who I spend a lot of time with, is really becoming more and more important in order to, to make all that happen. They're not the only ones, right? The board, uh, again, they need the air cover from the board. They need the air cover from their senior executives. But, but organizations need someone who's going to lead this program and right. that's what that role, that chief data officer role is so important. And, and that's why the role is actually growing in in number and significance across more and more companies around the world. 
I'd like to build on what Maria just said a little bit, Ginger. But, you know, look, the first thing everybody is, is everybody's a data customer. I mean, everybody, you know, uses data created by somebody else in the organization to do their job. Everybody's a data creator. They create stuff that is used by other people in the organization. Um, I bet most people who hear this for the, are, are going for the first time, gee, I never thought of myself in those roles. I didn't know I had those responsibilities. And, and to Maria's point about the chief data officer, getting people to understand those roles and step up to them, they're really not hard roles once you know about them. But you have to learn how to do them. You have to accept that you're, you have those roles. You have to, to learn some things. And, and the chief data officer who spends a certain fraction of their time, it's a really helping people understand these roles, I think has an enormous leg up, has an enormous, increases their chances of success enormously. You know, there was some, a really interesting study that, that I looked at um, and it happened even to me when I was a chief data officer. I mean, I would go to some of the, the groups that were creating data uh, in, in marketing in particular. And, you know, I, I would tell them, well, you, do you understand that this data is actually being used not just in your processes, but in all these other processes and how important it is that we get this, this data right? And, you know, they gave a really interesting answer to me. They said, oh, we didn't really think anybody cared, right? right. And, and, and so this is what I mean, that that it's important for all of these data creators to kind of understand that they're creating data just not just for their own use, but for the use of others. And and once they start appreciating and understanding that that, that data is being used broader, they'll, they'll step up to the challenge. But they didn't even know that that, that was something that anybody cared about. Uh, so you know, bringing that focus, that message, and that kind of education into the organization is, is really important to start kind of the process going. Ginger, I want to say one more thing about just building on what Maria said. What Maria just said about, you know, the importance of creators and creators stepping up to that role, it is once obvious, and inside organizations, it is transformational. When people begin to do that, quality goes up immediately. People begin to work together in ways they hadn't worked before. And, you know, so we have all these problems across silos and so forth. These problems begin to melt away. Um, it really shows the, the, the power of regular people and once they understand and, and step into these roles. So I guess what both of y'all are describing is how you go about creating a data culture, right? Educating that people understand the impact of the data across the business processes. Is that right? Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Well, look, I mean, you can start with understanding what bad data does in your own organization mm -hmm. and, and realize, you know, you're not just that you're a creator, but you're a customer. And chances are, you know, Maria mentioned that marketing sending stuff to to others, well, maybe it's people in sales who are using that stuff and, and they're just taking it in and willy-nilly correcting it. I find some sales organizations, some salespeople spend half their day correcting stuff that they get from marketing and, and it seems never to have occurred to them that they could reach out to marketing and say, you know, quit sending us this stuff. 
right? Quit sending us this junk. But look, I mean, it needs to start somewhere. And again, the role of, of a CDO or somebody in pointing that out and, and getting people to understand that and getting people to understand it's okay to be annoyed that you're having to deal with all this junk. It's okay to reach out to other people. That's a big deal. Data is a product, not a byproduct. I think in the past, it's just been taken as trivial work. And it's not trivial work. It, it, it's actually a very important work that if everyone plays their role, could significantly be improved. But again, going back to this topic about board conversations, boards need to understand that. They need to understand that this is an important topic, uh, that this is not an IT topic, that this is a culture topic, uh, that they need the right people and organization. And all of that sort of has to come together. And that's uh, a lot of what uh, what Tom's article uh, is all about and why I enjoyed reading it. Right. I mean, to put a capstone on this, the, the bottom line is data is a team sport. And, and if you don't want to do the things that you need to do to enable your people to work together, then, you know, then don't get into artificial intelligence. Don't get into digital transformation, right? Don't try to cross-sell things across your company. Um, you know, just you're, you're, you're extremely unlikely to succeed at those things. Okay. You know what, guys? I think this has been excellent. I mean, I feel like we've talked about the article, the importance of this article and how it can launch you into other things. Uh, Maria, we didn't talk a lot about it, but you have that data strategy masterclass that you recorded for us just like, what, a couple of years ago or so? Yes, and that's available, you know, on our site. Ginger puts this also available mm -hmm. on YouTube. You know, it, 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 it actually uh, supports uh, a point that Tom was making because in his article, he, he talks about that boards don't understand the totality of the risk and the opportunities and the usage potential of data. Right. And that's what a data strategy is all about, right? And why I advocate that you should have a data strategy that combines all of those risks, that combines all of those opportunities and not have every data voice. You know, there, there's a lot of data voices in companies too. At the senior levels, you have the, you know, the chief analytic officer, or the chief, the chief data officer, you've got the chief, the CIO, you've got the CTO, the chief digital. I mean, all of them have a voice um, around the data topic, but boards want to have a consolidated view. They want to understand here's the data, but here's all the risk to that data, not just from one perspective. And I think that's what the, the master class is all about, is how do you create that kind of a data strategy so that you can have a more meaningful conversation with the board to get them um, to understand the uh, opportunities and risk. Well, I think we've covered the main points we wanted to cover today, and I think this is a great inspiration to read the article, to take it further, right, to look at what, what you're doing, what Tom, what you're doing, to look at Maria, what, what you're doing, to really start to create the data culture and really get this message to the board so the board can know what to do. Do y'all have any final, uh, final statements that you want to add? Anything that you wanted us to bring out that we didn't pull in yet today? Uh, frankly, I'm delighted with this, and I'm I'm once again, you know, so much fun working with you, Maria, and and fun working with you, Ginger. So I I hope we can do more of this. I I, I really do. I mean, 
Maria, any final uh, words from you? Uh, no, I think we covered everything I wanted to cover. Okay. Well, I want to thank both of you so much for joining us today. It's really been our honor that you guys have taken the time to take part of this podcast. I know it's going to be helpful and very meaningful to those who listen to it. For those of you listening today, if you enjoyed this episode, you might also like episode 38 about hybrid data management. Are you ready? And I would really encourage you to look at the resources that are available. So wherever you're listening to the podcast, we'll have a link to Tom's article. We'll have a link to Maria's uh, enterprise data strategy session. And we'll also have a link to her CDO symposium. And we'll have a link to, to Dr. Tom's website as well. So thank you all for joining us. And we look forward to seeing you on the next edition of our Let's Talk Data podcast series. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. Use the links in the show notes to learn more. If this topic is of interest to you, then you might enjoy episode 29, the SAP integration story and role of master data. We look forward to seeing you on the next episode of the Let's Talk Data podcast.